Welcome to the Shift Happens podcast, where we explore the latest trends and insights in the digital workplace. From the role of AI in the workplace to the future of remote work, we cover it all. Tune in as we chat with industry leaders and experts. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just getting started in the digital landscape, we've got you covered. Subscribe to Shift Happens wherever you listen to podcasts and stay ahead of the curve. Shift Happens Podcast. The legal field is one of many industries disrupted by the pandemic. Practically overnight, lawyers and their colleagues had to change a lot about the ways they work, from collaboration tools to virtual court proceedings. Sure, it's a field that might be guilty of a slower digital transformation in some areas, but the shifts of recent months have kept the wheels of justice turning. And as my guest today will explain, the verdict is in. Many digital changes are here to stay. Join me in a conversation with Mike Ferrara, a director for legal management consulting at Kroll, to talk about everything from Microsoft 365 governance to Zoom cap filters. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Shift Happens Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Raymond Sai, Chief Brand Officer of AppPoint, also a modern workplace professional, Microsoft Regional Director, and MVP. For today's episode, I'm so excited to be joined by my good friend, Mike Ferrara, Director of Legal Management Consulting at Duffin Phelps. He has more than 15 years of experience as a systems integrator, specializing in information lifecycle management and data privacy. Mike has managed strategic technology projects at many organizations within varied industries, including legal, financial services, tax, retail, entertainment, automotive, and oil and gas. His work focuses on overcoming information governance challenges through better processes and leveraging modern workplace technologies. Mike has extensive experience with legal document records management, matter management, and contract lifecycle management. Welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me, Ducks. Has it been what? The last time I saw you was 12, 13 years ago, I guess? Uh, man, has it been that long? And at that time, you were talking about moving to Europe and uh, <laughs> starting uh, a new career. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that well, yes. I believe it was related to dancing, right? And if only this was a visual medium. Hey, it's never too late. Maybe after this uh, phase in your career, you can move on to that next one, right? That's true. This is just a phase. Yeah, temporary. There you go. But so glad to uh, catch up with you and and really talk to you about how you've been, especially in the last year. How's the pandemic changed collaboration needs for the legal industry? Yeah, it's a a great question, Ducks, because I think, you know, within legal, um, you know, it's been very similar to other industries. And and before I get into the specifics, let me just say that, you know, there's a a contrast between law firms and what you would think of as a corporate law department, right? You know, and there's a a third area, I'd say, where you've got these alternative legal service providers. We won't spend too much time on those, but you know, if you, if you look at law firms, right, I mean, this completely threw the natural order of things upside down, right, in a huge way. I mean, you know, courts were closed, you know, client work was being put on hold, staff was being furloughed and, and partner pay cut, right? And so, you know, there's lots of 
law publications tracking this and seeing, you know, how each firm was handling this. And, and law firms are very insular in a way, right? So th- there was a lot of uh, discourse around, you know, how is this really going to change uh, the industry? So the catch up, you know, I think was really big on, on how they deal with, uh, you know, collaboration, right? You know, law firms are traditional brick and mortar, right? You think of a law firm, it's musty libraries and books and boxes, right? Um, in nice offices and furnitures too. Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, I, I would say in reality, law firms have spent a ton of time modernizing. So it's not quite that they haven't done anything, you know, uh, in regards to modernization. But I think the the issue is certainly how do lawyers collaborate with one another and with their clients, right? And so if you if you talk to partners, I think their biggest complaint is this perception that productivity has declined in a big way, you know, since working from home. You know, there's really this has never really been needed in law. Right. You know, the, the culture wasn't there. The tech really wasn't there. And so now it's like, OK, well, well, how do we actually do this now? If you contrast that to corporate, it's completely different. Right. You know, corporate legal is a function, you know, a subset of an enterprise. Right. And so they're pulled along in a different way. Uh, you know, when tech is rolled out and, you know, cultural facets are just happening naturally. Right. They just kind of get pulled along. Right. And so I think the adoption is totally different. And, you know, the way that in turn, you know, in-house lawyers collaborate with their clients, which are just other employees at a company is totally different. Right. It's it can be more spontaneous, you know, versus law firms. Well, I, I appreciate you spending time clarifying and distinguishing law firms and in-house corporate counsels. Right. Because I think about our organization, we have an in-house corporate legal team which we collaborate with no different than how I would collaborate with my fellow marketing colleagues. But I see a stark difference when we engage with outside firms that are law firms on how they work. I mean, I hate to say this, it's still email and attachments and documents back and forth. And it's challenging because a lot of these documents are complex. And then you see 40 people CC'd on the email and everybody jumping on. Boy, I can't wait for the day whole world to work the same way and better collaborate. So speaking of law firms, how much catching up do they have to do and how fast? Well, you know, just just going back to the example that that you just said, right? You know, the the catching up is the nature of things within law firms has to change from a cultural perspective, right? You know, tech within legal is very mature. It's tailored, right? It's purpose fit to how they work, right? And so that means that there's been, you know, quite a lot of resistance to, uh, you know, the, the Microsoft platform agnostic kind of approach, right? Actually, it's funny, you know, when you think about it way back in 2010, the golden years, you know, when we were young and fresh, you know, in the legal community, I think everyone thought, oh, wow, I mean, SharePoint is just going to significantly take off. And it never really did. And, and I think we could go back and talk about historically why that happened within legal, you know, but the difference now is that the tech is there. Law culture is more modern. It's still baked in some of these old, you know, concepts, like you said, but it is definitely more modern. And because of the cloud, uh, that's caused everyone else to kind of shift in the way that they're doing things. So how significant has the, this shift been? Can you share examples, some customers you work with around things like supporting work from home or video calls, right? Especially at the onset of the pandemic. I've seen a lot of virtual courts that was going on. Yep. So how did that shift transpire? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the kind of remote court proceedings and which is still happening now, right? I mean, investment in technology to support remote proceedings has been tremendous. 
And there's actually some interesting discourse about should that continue and how will that continue, right? Because you have to think there's a lot of people that actually will, will struggle with remote proceedings who don't have access to the same tech that someone else might. Mm. Uh, and so there's actually a lot of interesting discussions around that. But, you know, the as far as how did it happen and how quickly did it occur, you know, because of the sudden onset of this, everyone had to say, well, we have no choice, right? We really have to, you know, shift to this. A lot of firms jumped to Zoom, right? Because that's how Zoom just immediately became this household name. And so even for firms, that was an easy way to to kind of jump into this. You know, now with Teams, you know, this has been the most talked about product that has hit us in this industry in years. You know, like I said, SharePoint 2010 is the last time I remember just one thing, you know, dominating the discussion. Teams by far is the discussion. And really the discussion is, like, well, how do how do I use this? Why should I use it? When should I use it? I mean, do we need to develop policy around this? And it's really flipped everybody's thinking on how to actually engage using some of this technology. In some ways, right, you mentioned SharePoint. I can think about the same thinking of organizations with Teams now because I think organizations are realizing that, wait a minute, this is not just for video calls. I could do chat. Yep. I could do collaboration. Then questions around policy informants, retention, like we're talking to a lot of customers now, okay, how do we apply retention policies on chats? Right. What are the records management processes that we have to have? Should we apply some of the same policies we have on email? But then you have all the collaboration aspects now of eighteen. How do you think about channels and private channels? It's, it's really a big can of worms. I, I think in a good way, but uh, certainly, especially for highly regulated industries, that's something to be carefully considered on how to roll these things out. Right. And I think that's the crux of, you know, one of the biggest challenges with teams within legal is governance. Right. And I think out of the box, teams is a fantastic thing. It lets you just get in there. It's, it's a business dashboard. Right. I've got access to cool stuff and I can create things. But you're absolutely right. You know, the, the governance and compliance angle is the biggest concern right now within legal because, you know, going back to legal technology being mature, these platforms, you know, have had all the features that legal has asked for for 20 years on keeping things secure and compliant, right? All of a sudden, we've got this new thing and everybody wants to use it. Nobody knows how to use it. And, you know, not to say that IT doesn't know how to use it either, but, you know, any new tech, right? You just miss things and you kind of allow people to kind of explore. And so that's the biggest hurdle we have right now is because legal work is work centric, right? It's matter centric. Mm -hmm. I have a deal, a transaction, a something that comes in the door. All the content surrounding that has to be containerized in a way, right? Yes. It has a defined open and close and, and there's some, you know, rules around how you manage it. So if the, all that stuff is now in teams in here and there, that doesn't work. And so we certainly need better tools. And I know there are some great third-party tools out there and platforms, but that's the big need right now is I need tools to automate this so that the life cycle is managed and, and we're not missing anything. Absolutely. I mean, for us, we work a lot with a lot of law firms and frankly, a lot of legal entities who are using Teams because exactly to what you said, right? And in fairness, as we all know, Microsoft builds a phenomenal platform, but they can't address every single use case of every single industry and organizations. And it's really up to the organization to consider, okay, how do we complement what Microsoft offers with either third-party or homegrown tools to meet our needs. So for example, you brought up matter management. 
uh, a few customers we work with, large law firms around the world, where in the end, they want to make it easy for people to do the right thing. Right. So not to stifle, like, again, I think about SharePoint, right? The, the, the concept of SharePoint is, oh, I got to go to IT and wait 10 years to get what I need done in SharePoint. Right. Well, we don't want that. And how do you balance where you empower people? Let's say a partner, a lawyer, a new matter came up. They can request for a team, but in a way where the system would know, oh, this is highly confidential. There's financially related data. We should apply Sarbanes-Oxley compliance policies, retain data for seven years in an automated way. And let's say prevent external sharing. So a lot of those things, while capabilities are there in the Microsoft platform, it's not automated and you cannot bake in your policy. So that's where, again, right. complementing technologies come in. But yeah, we see this need in legal, in healthcare, in public sector, uh, highly regulated uh, entities across the board. Absolutely. You know, one of the other items there um, that kind of speaks to this, you know, is, is I think the promise of Power Automate and some of the other solutions that can fit into 365, you know, whether or not it ends up ultimately being the true low-code, no-code solution. I think it's clear that that's one way in which you can you can use it to achieve those results, right? Because I think the key is, you know, the crucial information that drives how should people collaborate on this matter is in other systems that aren't in Microsoft. And so we have to find an easy way to bring that information out and generate teams and channels and all the things people need to support collaboration. And then most likely, they're not going to leave those other systems, right? Because right. not only for historical reasons, but there may be legal reasons too why they can't. Absolutely. And, and speaking about uh, some legal processes or legal considerations, what about some of these, um, I would say, uh, legal duties that are made easier or harder with Microsoft 365? So, for example, right, you talk about Zoom hearings. What, what if there's like a, a court case around divorce hearing or or other criminal type of scenarios where things need to be documented. Sure, you, you may have Zoom or Teams for the actual video aspect of it, but all the documentation may go to you know certain systems or certain things may go to Microsoft 365, as you described. But uh, can you talk about the legal processes we have? The, does it support this new way of working? Does it support these cloud-based technologies? And if not, what are some of the things that on a broad level that are being changed to enable these technologies to be uh, used better? Yeah, it's a great question. I think, you know, the, the first item here is uh, the cloud has totally changed the perception about how legal processes should work, right? And I know we're pretty far along in that now, but that was really the first domino that needed to fall, right, to get to this point. Because it was always, well, the cloud's not secure, right? And so now, of course, the question is, well, the cloud is actually the most secure and, and your internal, inter, you know, internal SOC and risk team really can't catch up and manage their own infrastructure well enough, you know, to prevent outside threats. So when that fell, I think, you know, it made it a lot easier to say, okay, if we're working from home, if we're remote, if we have all this, these disparate services, can that change the way that we actually provide legal service and actually function within the legal ecosystem? And I think absolutely, you know, just, just going back to what we said about the discussions around, is this really here to stay? I think it is. I think, you know, it doesn't mean that we're not going to go back to traditional, some traditional aspects of legal services, but this whole thing has caused the industry to rethink how they provide service and how they support their clients, right? If you think about it, I mean, 
the ecosystem is fairly simple. Law firms are providing services to their clients. Those clients generally can be corporations. And there's a distinct difference. You know, the, the law firm wants to make more money and the corporates want to save more money. And so how do you do that? Well, you can really only do that by automation or making things more efficient. And so if you look at, you know, the Microsoft 365 teams, all the solutions that are baked into it, that's what it's all about, right? It's all about being more efficient and collaborating in a better way. To your point about 50 people on an email and all this stuff, you know, if you really want to make a lawyer happy, reduce their inbox, right? Convince them that mm. they don't have to be stuck in an inbox to get work done. And I think that cultural shift is probably the hardest nut to crack. But I do think that a lot of this stuff is here to stay, you know, because you've got an easy way to do video communication, chats, yes, awesome GIFs that are, are just baked into there, um, you know, and, and now you've got communities of practice within law firms that are putting their content in there. So I, I think it's here to stay. I mean, look, there was a hearing procedure that came up on the news, right? Lawyer was like a cat or something in Zoom. Hey, any time that a lawyer can turn into a cat, I think we've all won. That's right. That's right. Newsworthy for sure. So you brought up a good point around culture shift and cultural change. And, and I'm sure you've led tons of projects and, and helped transform organization. If you were to provide an advice, especially to our listeners out there, either they're in a law firm or working with law firms or working with legal colleagues, what's that? quick tip you may have to kind of help that baby step into adopting these modern technologies? So it's a great question. I, I think this is steep in the concept of digital transformation, right? It's to convince any lawyer, and I know there's more people in legal ecosystem than just lawyers, but right, that's, we've got to get to them first. Um, digital transformation, right, is the idea that you're taking, you know, processes and improving upon them, right? And you're looking at people and technology and you're trying to apply those things in a smarter way. So I think that first step is finding what are the inefficiencies within how these people practice and what they're doing and save them an hour, right? Save them 30 minutes. You'd be surprised. I mean, that adds up so fast to a typical lawyer's day. And so if you can find those ways to get them more efficient, and of course, technology is the only way to do it. Um, I think that's what makes that happen. Absolutely. It's those quick wins, right? Again, it's no different than what we were preaching about back in the days of SharePoint. Right. And when we think about moving forward towards the future, I'm sure just like you, I'm hopeful where we're heading uh, with the decline of COVID and hopefully the pandemic going away. What do you think legal collaboration with Microsoft 365 will look like as we enter this next normal, as I would call it? How much has the president changed for good? It's a, it's a great question. I, I think, you know, as time goes on, we've seen that more and more firms have realized that this is going to be the future, right? There's a lot of polling to suggest that, you know, just like other industries, the legal industry is really wants remote work to be here. Mm. Now, I don't doubt that the moment that it is safe to do so, a lot of firms are going to open up, hey, we're, we're back where we were, come on down, you know, all the, all the same things we did before here. I, I don't doubt that there will be a lot of that. But to look at the numbers, it's very high, uh, you know, requests for people to work from home. So I think what that means is, sure, partners, associates, leadership, they're, they're not going to work from home 24-7 like they are now. But uh, support administration, help desk, you know, even a lot of IT, why not? You know, why should they have to be, you know, strictly in an office, right? And I think now that people have left 
you know, in, in bigger ways, the urban centers where traditionally that is where the big law firms are. They have to do this, right? Because the best people aren't always in the cities now. Mm, exactly. That's hugely important in legal. Especially where there are certain parts of the country, at least in the United States, right? Where a lot of people are flocking to places like Florida or Texas, coming from urban areas like New York or Silicon Valley, because like you said, you don't have to be in these traditional, you know, expensive cities where you can still work effectively with cloud technologies. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as a Florida resident, believe me, it's, it's sunny all year round, right? So it's <laughs> come on down. There you go. Hey, Mike, it's been awesome to connect with you. And we definitely appreciate sharing your pro tips and words of wisdoms. And it's really encouraging and exciting to know that highly regulated industries like the legal industry are taking advantage and embracing these new technologies. Before we wrap up, any other advice would you want to give to colleagues in the legal field to ensure strong collaboration success moving forward? Well, I think I'll go back to what we briefly talked about before. It's the key to any lawyer's heart, right? You know, help them save time, mm. help them get out of their inbox and show them that, you know, the more that we build experiences around some of these modern technologies, the better they will be able to help their clients, right? I think that's the whole thing right now going forward is, is partnership, uh, you know, within law firms, uh, you know, trust has always been, you know, the moniker. So maybe it's partnership. And I think it's something it's something like this where, you know, collaboration and tools is at the heart of how they actually can deliver services. And ultimately, the point of that is to save everybody money, uh, you know, and being more efficient. So I think that to me is is where we ought to be looking forward to. I love that, right? Collaboration at the end of the day is is partnership. That's what it is. And I think not only this shift to the cloud has changed how business operates, but really it has shifted how I, the role that IT plays. Back in the days, we think about IT as you know, folks behind the scenes, in the server room, patching windows, but IT, in a good way, are now true partners to enable organization, uh, especially in your industry. Absolutely. Mike, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Again, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. And if you enjoyed this conversation, we would appreciate if you subscribe. Until the next time. Shift Happens Podcast. Thanks for listening. As Mike says, it's crucial for lawyers to have solutions that can support more effective work and deliver judicial proceedings from anywhere. Although there's still a ways to go in improving governance that supports the detailed needs of this industry, the victories are absolutely worth celebrating. After all, a legal system that's efficient and highly connected benefits everyone. And it gives teams the bandwidth to meet client needs while keeping their data and physical health safe. Who could object to that? All right, we'll see you next time. If you like what you hear, please leave a review for the Shift Happens podcast on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen. Shift Happens Podcast. Shift Happens, Shift Happens Podcast. podcast. Shift Happens Podcast is a production of AppPoint, Inc., produced and edited by the AppPoint brand team. Stay up to date on the latest trends in digital workplace transformation by visiting AppPoint.com.